listening to Rumination Thursday, Law and Gospel. I'm Pastor Tom Baker. With me will be Wes Reimnitz on this March the 10th in the year of our Lord, 2022. Well, we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, Wes. <laughs> well, that's a positive way, but I think we got to get to Easter first, don't we? I'm not sure we're going to be able to have people attend church with the cost of gas. They aren't going to be able to afford it. Do you think so? you think people would, would actually give up going to church, although they can do it online? Well, I'm preaching at four places, and they're not doing any of it online, so... You've got to be actually there. In fact, yesterday we were coming back from our Lenten worship and I had miscalculated how much gas I would need. And we had to stop in Illinois. Uh, I, I, I only got two gallons, but it was over $8. Well, that was inexpensive. It's gone up another 20 cents since then. Really? Yeah. Oh boy. <laughs> yep. Oh well. Yes. Well, we won't talk about that because it's got political ramifications here. But I'll tell you what I'm doing for Lent is going through the various churches in Revelation two and three. And last night was a church in Smyrna. So what I do is I explain, first of all, what the text is saying, and then you begin a sermon where you apply it to the people in the pew, and that is using law and gospel. So I use exegesis, which explains the words, what they really mean, and then I take it to see how it applies to the people in the pew. And Smyrna, uh, chapter 2, 8 to 11, it says, God says, Do not fear what you are about to suffer. The devil is about to throw some of you into prison. For 10 days you will have tribulation. Be faithful unto death. And it also says that there were Jews there that really were not proper Jews, but they were a synagogue of Satan. So I'm trying to figure out, okay, what could I use to help them understand that even today we're fighting Satan? And it was the article that you sent to me that we're going to be talking about right now. And can you explain a little bit about the article? Are you talking about the one where a student faces an attack from reading the Bible? Yeah, Florida School. Florida School. It's, it's a very interesting case. Uh, it's, he entered into the school in Florida in 2018, and by 2022, uh, he, they had to seek out a lawyer to to, to defend his rights. What, is, what the student had originally done is brought a Bible to school to read in his free time. 
did not uh, uh, necessarily expose it in terms of classroom material or right, exhibit right. it towards somebody doing it, but uh, he he brought it for his own personal use whenever there was a free moment in in uh, the, the day for him to sit down and read it. As a result, he had a teacher tell him he was, a science teacher tell him he was ignorant for believing in the Bible, and he had students that were uh, advocating that he be hit and bullied for believing in the Bible. Yes, his name is Nicholas Ortiz, O-R-T-I-Z, and the school isn't even a private school. It's a public charter school in Hialeah Gardens uh, in, in Florida. And you are absolutely correct. What the school did is didn't do anything about kids who were bullying him. In fact, they targeted Mr. Ortez for simply practicing his faith. And this wasn't during school hours. It was like maybe at lunch or when they were doing recreation. And they really became bullying towards him. The parents asked the professors, the teachers, to try and stop it in the administration, and they wouldn't do anything. I, I think that's very significant uh, because there's a 208-page uh, document that uh, lawsuit that uh, been filed on his behalf by his attorneys, and in that document, the the very first exhibit that they use is the code of conduct of of, of student conduct adopted by the uh, um, school board of My Miami Dade County, of which that school is a part of. And what was interesting is uh, in there, you, as you read, is that the school was, would treat with fairness and impartiality and open-mindedness an objective attitude towards those with action and ideas that differ from from their our own and treating people the same regardless of their ethnicity, race, religion, gender, or physical condition. So he was supposed to be getting treat, fair treatment from the school and wasn't getting it. Yes, this is a really important point to make. We would be saying the same thing if a Muslim brought a Quran to, to school to read it in his spare time and people were bullying him for that. No, a Muslim has every right to... Uh, bring a Quran and, and read it, study it. And in fact, we Christians would want to talk to him and ask him questions about why he believes what he believes and maybe have the opportunity to share with him why we believe what we believe. And of course, this was not happening at all at this school. One of the items that was uh, interesting was that the students publicly and privately threatened Nicholas with violence because 
of his faith. And they were taunting him and accusing him of things that were not true. For instance, they said that he had a knife in his bag. Now, that's the bag he would carry to school. And in those days, well, still today, there are shootings in school and killings. And so this is a great way to say a lie against someone and get them in trouble. There was no evidence at all that anything was like that. In fact, the worst thing was in September of 2021, a group of students, what they did, they tore the Bible from Nicholas as he was reading it during the free time at school, and they started throwing the Bible back and forth to each other. Then they ripped pages out of the book, sneering and ridiculing Nicholas for the faith. And this comes about as close as you can get to Smyrna, where this was a church in Asia Minor that was, unlike Ephesus, that was rich. This church was in poverty. And therefore, God was telling them that he was with them at all times, even though they were going to be dealing with the synagogue of Satan. And that would be Jews who believed in Judaism saying, nope, you are not saved by Jesus Christ. You're saved by your works. And that's the synagogue mm. of Satan. Well, and it's, it's interesting because a lot of this went, went viral over the Internet. And uh, a couple of the students had, had entered a uh, chat room and was sending us back and forth that that he was carrying the knife and and of course they found out later that that was just a false falsehood but the parents got involved and the reason that that I I cite this code of conduct that the school board has adopted is every parent had to sign off of it with their with their child to say that they would abide by this code of conduct and it's been anything but that is is as you say is kind of a uh, relational to, to Smyrna where uh, you can use false witness against the person yes yeah they had a social platform they called it discord because in Miami-Dade County public schools uh, shooting threats began circulating, and the complaint said two students started a chat group on the social platform Discord where they made false defamatory statements that Nicholas had made school shooting threats in the past, had threatened to shoot a fellow student one day, and that they should tell parents about the threat. And so that's what they were doing on Discord. So once more, we see how the internet is used to attack religious people who have the right, whether you're Christian, Muslim, Jew, to, to read your theological books in your spare time. It wasn't as though he was standing up in a classroom 
during class and telling them about his faith in Jesus. No, he was reading the book quietly, but it became a real disturbance in that school. Oh, oh yes. Well, that false information went went so viral in the school community that even parents got involved in spreading the lies. They got on the social media platform and started spreading that. What's very interesting is there was a independent investigation into this. The Department of Homeland Security yes. uh, was supposed to have visited the Ortiz home and carried out an investigation. It wasn't only them, but I guess the police department also had made there was two investigations and they found nothing. Yes. They found nothing that backed up the accusations that were being said at the school. But how would you like to be in a classroom? And this occurred in the fall of 2021. He had a science teacher. His name is Mr. Ardieta, A-R-D-I-E-T-A. And he singled out Nicholas in front of the class and questioned him for believing in God. Now, the teacher insinuated that Nicholas was ignorant for believing in the Bible. And then when Nicholas attempted to defend his beliefs, the teacher cut him off. And then he said in front of the class and during the class that Nicholas was someone who should not believe the Bible. And that was a teacher at the school. Yeah, and uh, as a result, there were those students that started following up on that and bullying him as a result thereafter. So, you know, uh, it it led to a culture or climate that was uh, uh, persecuting a Christian. Yes, and just like at the church at Smyrna, Now, we need to say something about teachers. It didn't surprise me that it was a science teacher who said that because, of course, many of them believe in evolution. And I say that on purpose, evolution, not just evolution, because it's an evil idolatry. Anybody who believes in evolution rather than how God did create the world in six 24-hour days That is really the synagogue of Satan now talking to our children. And my four congregations are in Illinois. That's where you live also. And what did the government in Illinois just pass about what teachers are to teach? Well, they're supposed to put into their curriculum a course on on, uh, gender identity, you know, specifically uh, gays, lesbians, transgender, and, and teach how, how that is a, uh, I want to say, a, a way, a way of, be, of being God made him that way. Yes. You know what? What would, you're in Illinois uh, when you were helping out with congregations. Let's say you had a public school teacher, would you do anything about that? 
Would I? Yeah, I would do something about it if it was a public school teacher. Uh, one of my children even attended a public school, and uh, they just would never have. First of all, they they just wouldn't have taught that, even though right. they had gay teachers in their in their uh, faculty. And they just didn't make a big deal of it, but uh, they didn't teach it as a way of life. They just said they they had a right to 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 live out their life freely, even though they may disagree with their their style of living. Yes, now the law says that teachers have to teach that. What I would do is I would take an elder with me and question the teacher as to whether or not they are teaching that the gay lifestyle is correct, abortion is correct, and that uh, sex thing is correct too, the identity gender thing. And if they were teaching that and would not repent of it, I would put them under discipline. Well, wouldn't they have to be a member of your church? Well, that's what I'm saying. Any public Mm -hmm. school teacher. I had a top principal, James Price, uh, my congregation, who was a principal of one of the public schools, I guarantee you no teacher was teaching these things. He really handled the school well and, and helped even kids from uh, poverty get a good education uh, at that school. But that was rare. Uh, we had a school beside us uh, at our church and boy, kids were fooling around all the time, misbehaving, and many of them did not have fathers, so it was hard for the teachers to get anything changed. But if a teacher is teaching those things, uh, I would go so far as to bring them under excommunication because we do not want them teaching our children that. Oh, of course, but I, but in this Florida school, what what happened was, I mean, when they grabbed his Bible and they uh, kept throwing it around and ripped pages out of it, he was told by the vice principal not to bring his Bible to school. Right, and that's against uh, American law. We have freedom of speech. You can bring any book you want to school. Uh, especially if you're reading it in your spare time. And there is what they called free time at this school. So you can't bring, blame Nicholas. In fact, it even says he was reading the Bible to increase his faith. And that's what we tell people to do all the time. And, and now we're going to have schools saying you can't do that. What, what it is, it's once more evolution at work. And... Uh, A teacher who believes in evolution, first of all, doesn't have any morals because they make up their own morals. And and they'll tell you that, no, it's okay to have gay marriage and all this kind of stuff because the government says it's okay. And, of course, that kind of a teacher, if he's a member of your congregation or she's a member, then the congregation really needs to take a look at what they're teaching and discipline them to make it clear to the parents that this is not something that the church is going to tolerate. Right. 
Well, I, I looked at it, too, when you talked about how he, he wanted to increase his faith. There in Second Timothy chapter 3, all Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, for training in righteousness, that every man of God may be completely equipped for every good work. So, yeah, I, I saw that as a growth factor. But, you know, you go into the fourth chapter, and time is coming when people will not endure sound teaching but have itching ears. They will accumulate for themselves teachers to suit their their, their own myths. So, you know, it's a real problem that we're running across, and, and God loves that child, Nicholas, for trying to stand up for his rights. Yes. See, these people who no longer are moral, they're, they're going to attack Christianity as best as they can, just as they were doing in Revelation chapter 2, 8 to 11, with the church in Smyrna. God recognizes the persecution that they go through, but he promises to stay with us and help us through it. And he doesn't give a reason why he permits the persecution or the suffering that occurs in our lives. But there are places in the Bible, like 1 Corinthians 10, 13. Yes, you're going to have temptations, but there will be no temptation that can take away your faith. God will keep them limited, and there will also be a way of escape, especially as you turn to Jesus Christ for help. And this is what's so sad about so many young people leaving the church because they're being taught by evolutionary teachers who I believe have really caused uh, a horrible disaster for Christianity in the sense that evolution is totally against the word of God. Mm -hmm. uh, and I find it interesting though, don't you think it's kind of the hand of God that he sends in some independent uh, investigators and they don't find anything that's there, and yet the, the school persists, and the school uh, authorities persist that uh, he's the problem. They, they handed him out a 10-day suspension because he, he was giving uh, a disruption to the learning environment because he, he read his Bible. Yeah, now that I find real interesting. It was a disruption for the students. And part of the reason was they would go home and tell their parents. And these parents also, many of them probably who believe in evolution, etc., and survival of the fittest, they, they want things like this stopped. They don't want their children to even come into contact with the Christian faith. And so that's what was disturbing the, the, the school. And so through the well, parents, the students were telling the administrators uh, to get rid of Nicholas. Oh, but the administrators, when, when they went to transfer the boy over to a different school, they got a, a copy of the school records, and they, they recorded none of the fact that he was being bullied or they had notified the school multiple times over the last three or four years 
that uh, this has been going on. The school ignored it. Yes, the the mother contacted them twice. They did nothing about it. And in the record of Nicholas, they didn't have any idea or any notes there that the parents had been concerned about how their son was being treated. Yeah, I think it was important that you brought up about the Smyrna Church and, and the fact that Christians can you can't end up going through this persecution. But uh, as you say, the Lord is still with us and uh, will bring us through these fiery temptations. Yeah, he, he says every message of Jesus to these churches, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. For the one who conquers will not be hurt by the second death. What's the second death? Second death. Right. You you got me on that one. That's eternal hell. Eternal hell. Well, he a little earlier, he he also says, be be faithful even to the point of death, and I will give to you a crown of life. Yeah, the first death is your physical death here on earth, where your spirit goes to heaven. But the second death is talked about also in the scripture as the eternal hell that individuals will be going to Mm. through their unbelief. And so this is why we need to bring a suit. I think the suit will be totally successful in helping out and showing that the school was wrong simply because we have a Supreme Court with a conservative number of people on there right now, uh, six to three, uh, even with this new Supreme Court justice that will not tolerate having uh, a child like this being dealt with the way they were. I agree. I I think it's so important that uh, in the middle of all these things that are going on in the world around us that we continue to support our children and and our parents that that are trying to do the right thing in terms of educating them, but, but educating them in the faith of our Lord Jesus Christ. On tomorrow's Law and Gospel, it's an opportunity for us to respond to any emails Send me one about today. We'll talk about it. God bless you. Listen to Law & Gospel each weekday morning at 9.30 on KFUO. For a tax-deductible gift to Law & Gospel, please make your check out to Law & Gospel and mail to Law & Gospel P.O. Box 28910, St. Louis, Missouri, 63132, or call toll-free 1-877-267-1962. Views and opinions expressed on Worldwide KFUO may not represent the official position of the management or ownership of KFUO, the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod.